morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are and what time of day you're listening to this. This is Dakota, and you are listening to my campaign speech. What I'm campaigning for, I haven't yet figured out, but it's going to be kind of a one talk fits all. So, three things about me. I drink four locals for fun. I often just say things to see what happens. And um, I can't think of a third thing. So there you go. Please consider me for all of your availabilities, um, references upon request. I'll have you know. I'm going to give you fake phone numbers and the emails will lead just right back to me. Um, and no, I will not give you my resume only very certain people get to know things about me. Boo. Boo. Get that man out of here. Boo. Get that, get that man. Get that man. <laughs> Not your best work. Yeah, I had nothing for this one. I had no idea what to say. I think I was trying to go off the high of uh, Pad Thai and Hentai and couldn't follow it up. Pad Thai hentai was just brilliant in the heat of the moment. No, they're not all bangers. It's uh, quantity over quality. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. No. Just keep sending them out. Keep sending them out. One's gonna work. Pad Thai and hentai just happen to work. What if we open a Pad Thai restaurant that only plays hentai in it? Like it's an adult <laughs> club. I do not want to see the patrons that go in there. I mean, if they're going to pay me, I do. I don't want to look at them. We better just be owners and somebody else can manage because I don't want to see those people. I mean, hey, if we get your money, I don't care what you do. But I feel like there could be a niche Asian market for this. It's not going to be Asian people. It's going to be white men. I don't know a lot of white men who like Pad Thai, though. <laughs> they're not going for the Pad Thai. <laughs> 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 well, like, don't give a fuck ordered, bro. If there's like a meal minimum, though, I feel like. Yeah. But I feel like they'll put up with it. Why? Why would you pay to go watch Hentai with other men where you could do it for home for free? Because we'll have the store. Like, you don't. I feel like it's easier to invite somebody. Like, hey, do you go to this restaurant with me? They serve pad thai, but only show hentai on their screens. We're like, yeah. Versus, hey, do you want to come over and watch hentai with me? <laughs> One of those is weirder. <laughs> and it's the inviting someone into your home. Because it's like, bro, I'm not going to fuck you. It's like, no, no, no we're just going to eat noodles and be horny around each other in my home. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Number one, there is such a thing as mutual jack-offs. There are straight men who, pertain- who participate in this activity. Not me. I didn't say. Ain't coming me. <laughs> I know. But there are there are men who definitely per- who participate in this activity. Uh, number two, I think there's something in terms of the interest of the discretion of sharing the, the interest in hentai and being able to share it privately between you two versus a public outing of going into this restaurant and possibly being spotted by others. And number three, if you're doing it at your home, you don't have to eat the noodles. 
Then you're wasted noodles. You don't have to make pad thai. You can just watch the hentai. Dude, it's not pad thai and hentai, Chorsi. It's just two dudes getting horny around each other. Okay, so what if they get horny first and then finish and then make the pad thai? Like, the pad thai doesn't have to be connected to the hentai. But I want the pad thai first because then you have, like, the anticipation. Like, oh, what about a what? Bitch, <laughs> what are we about to get into? I don't want to be then also, yeah. then nut hint like pad thai hentai having, nut that's nasty that's a good point but then if you have the hentai app if you have the pad thai afterwards you have something to talk about so that is a good point we got to rethink our business model i feel that's gonna be something that's gonna be like really organic like i think it's like hard to plan in general like it's gonna be like i feel like it's gonna be like oh people walking like oh oh what's this story it's it's a noodle shop that watches you just watch hentai like oh shit buddy let's sit down about to get your dicks hard like I don't. It's hard to advertise. I think I think it's what we need to work on. I feel like you need to work on how you think straight men talk to each other, because I've never heard <laughs> straight men be like, "Yo, let's sit down, let's get our dicks hard." Doesn't seem realistic in any. I say that. I've said that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think. No, no, no. If Don't I, no, no. If I, <laughs> if I saw a restaurant that was openly advertising what it was, like, not like one of those shady sex shops where it's like, I'm imagining like a regular noodle place with full clear windows and you see after everyone's doing, who are acting normally. And that is funnier to me. And if I saw that place, I was like, oh yeah, we're going in there. Like I would definitely bring, invite our friends and people didn't join me. It's like, well, I'm going to eat there anyway because this is funny. And I'll eat it. And I'm probably like, damn, this pad is good as fuck. And I'm like rocking a soft chub while I'm eating these spicy noodles. Rocking a soft chub? You like hentai? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's animated sex. Like, I people who have sex around me. I guess around the people, but I when I see the other people in the <laughs> other people have sex around you, so you just you turned no. on by just other people just fucking be like, yeah. And it was no, just... I think if I saw the other, yeah, I guess it would be a very incredibly awkward experience, especially if none of our friends just join. I don't know. I think be, no matter what, it's gonna be weird because at one point we're just gonna be quietly eating while hentai's playing in the background. I think this works better as a game show, not a real restaurant. Have you ever watched porn with your friends? No. Really? Uh, that's not true. Yes, I have. I can't remember when. I can't remember who with. But I know I've done it. You can't remember who with, bro. I remember that shit clear as day. I feel like the last time it happened was in college, though. Oh, yeah. Yes. Are we thinking of the same day? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, because now I just was, I was like, because I was about like high school. I was like, no, wait. We've only done it with two other friends. Yep. And I... Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we, we just casually just, because that's how it started the Twitter conversation, I think, if I remember correctly. I remember the Twitter conversation with that. Dude. That's when it was discovered, like, Twitter had some of the best porn. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was like, I was like, really, you're searching for this? Yeah. And then someone was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was just like, well, not somebody I know who. They just like, hey, just <laughs> go online to get incognito posts and then go to Twitter. I'm like, that's so, 
what? I'm just going to go directly. I'm going to the source, baby. I'm going to the directory. <laughs> I'm looking at reviews. I'm looking at comments. Like, Dakota, we're not being horny on main. We've talked about this. Exactly. That's why I'm not going on Twitter for it. Oh, I am. I, I completely it. Yeah. Because then you just get the clips. Yeah, the biggest annoyance is that it's only two-minute videos, and it's like, Twitter, I need you to up this up. Like, up this yeah. up. <laughs> like, like Reddit and Tumblr were better for porn than I think Twitter is, at least my perspective. And if friend tried to introduce it. me to the Reddit world of porn, it's too much work. I just... Oh, because then you genuinely have to have a profile to see, like, not super work stuff. So. Well, and not just that, but, like, just even how you find it in general is just... I was also upset I couldn't customize my username. It was stupid. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, you could. No, because my account, like, once you sign up, you can't do it. Oh. Oh, once you create a username? Which yeah. I didn't create it. Reddit just kind of gave it to me, and I didn't change it. Um, so, like, because I had Reddit before, and it was a very clean thing. But, like, I never used it or responded to anything. I looked at it, like, 30 times. And then it sat empty for years. So then when I reactivated it, I was like, well, I might as well, like, my a friend was trying to walk me through, like, how to find the subreddits of the different porns and all that. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll try this. And then and I was like, I wanted, I wanted it to fit, like, my sexual alter ego, like my online sexual ego. And so I was trying to, like, change my name to it, and I couldn't do it. And I was like, this is annoying. Just restart. Just bring a new profile and do that- the ego. I that one is already attached to my horny email. Oh. Okay. I gotcha. Hmm. And I just I don't do it. And yes, I have a horny email. It's it's important to me. I forget the password sometimes, and it's fun. Anyway, today we're talking about like death <laughs> and existence, and not at all porn. So. Okay. We, I don't know how we got there. I was, we, remember, I was like rem- just remembering in the moment. I was like, how did we get here? Maybe we're still in the vein of just all we talked about. You just said death and existence. No, I said this is like just sex. This is all we talk about. Oh, but are we talking about death and existence? Isn't that part of the future stuff? That's kind of part about talking about the future. That is going to be coming at one point. Not me, though. I'm not I'm digging not that deep into the future easy. right now, buddy. <laughs> I'm never dying. I'll stay breezy, though. You have to die. Or what? I'll make sure of it. <laughs> you have to die. I'm, I'm not going to hell by myself. How am I going to be fun if you ain't there with me? Bro, I'm running from hell. I ain't not. <laughs> I know what's waiting for me. <laughs> that's going to be the best part, bro. It's like, I feel like there's going to be a slip up in the paperwork. And We're like, going to be antagonists in hell. You're going to be, no, you're going to be in heaven for like a week. And then get sent to hell. Don't catch me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll be some good place shit where it's like, you weren't supposed to get in. And then you try to hide. And it's just like, it's going to be a sitcom, basically. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be absolutely, like, but it's going to be so, like, a slip up. It's like, I'll be like, I don't know, I was imagining, we have some store in heaven. And then, like, <laughs> there'll be like a line. I'm like, damn, what the fuck are we all waiting for? And they'll be like, <gasps> I'm like, what? <laughs> and then just sent immediately. Like, y'all bitches don't cuss around here? No fuck? Like, I'm like, damn, what the fuck y'all looking at? Like, look around me? Like, stop cussing. Like, who the fuck's cussing? <laughs> no, I feel like it'd be the first time you try to jack off and, like, a siren would play. And it'd be like, you can't I'm do like, that. I'm like, damn, here. somebody get arrested? 
<laughs> and like three cops show like, up and it's like you I'm like how you get arrested Evan's ghetto what is happening <laughs> and they're like if you if you finish that nut you go to hell and you're like I'm, I'm looking in the anyway. eyes I'm like you better back up or I'm a nut on you <laughs> you come with me bitch I'm like why they got why they got cops in heaven why why we live in a gated community let's talk about that <laughs> what kind of neighborhood is heaven in that it's a gated community isn't it like Beverly Hills? Why is it gated? <laughs> to keep the niggas up. <laughs> Can you willingly leave heaven? <laughs> I think there's a stripper pole. That's what Little Nas X did, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Oh, I guess that's a fireman's pole. I'm sorry. Are there fires it's only, in heaven? It's only heaven stri- is not sounding very great. <laughs> so the heaven portion of the pole is the fireman's pole. But once you cross the threshold into hell, the irony is that it's a stripper pole from that point down. But the fire part that should be taken care of, the bottom part, is up top. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, shit. Wait, so in heaven, what would I be doing in heaven? Like, what do I got to do? Like, I'm assuming it's like a game of Monopoly. Like, I think you still, you just kind of just go around the board. Can I have sex? Can I do stuff that I did on here? I don't think sex is allowed in heaven. Then I'm not going. Like, <laughs> what? What is there? Heaven is not selling itself well. To me. <laughs> I feel like if, I feel like if you're allowed to have sex in heaven, that's all people would do. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like heaven. That sounds like heaven to me. Oh, we're just fucking, and then we're getting Taco Bell or whatever I want. Great. Bro, That's Taco perfect. Bell's in your heaven? Oh, no. I will not. Taco Bell's 100% in my heaven. I said, so I can't it was like, I had Taco Bell two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had Taco Bell two days ago, too. Nice. No. Not proud of that fact. It's good. It's all right. Anyway. I think I'm still going to heaven. I don't actually do anything bad. I just say, out. Oh, uh, no, that'd be why I go to hell. They'd be like, you just say shit on purpose because you think it's funny. And I'm like, that is correct. <laughs> That's me. I'm like, am I harming anybody? No, I'm saying stuff that might make some people mad. That's me, Mario. I mean... So, I think that should, that's good enough to get me into heaven. I don't think so. What, what am I doing? What am I doing that's hell-worthy, honestly? I don't think we're allowed to specifically uh, speak ill or... Um, I use the Lord's name in vain. No, that means like you're swearing on God and then not believing it or being a fake Christian. And you mean to tell me you've never said I swear to fucking God before in your life? While lying? <laughs> That's fair. You're smiling when you say it! I think I only swear to God when I lie. This is words of advice. If I ever swear to God, do not believe me. Do not believe me. I'm pulling out all the stops to lie to you. <laughs> I'm pulling out all the stops to lie to you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what are the Ten Commandments? We went through this. What is Thou shalt not eat. Right? Yes. <laughs> no, wait. Thou shalt not eat, period? <laughs> <laughs> Photosynthesis only. <laughs> Photosynthesis. Oh, no, <laughs> um, Alright, thou shalt not kill 
Thou shalt not envy. Okay, but kill what? Because, like, technically, Ooh. I've killed the cat. Did I ever tell you the story? No. Okay. <laughs> a friend uh, uh, that pussy. reminded hey. me. Ah, ah, ah. So, <laughs> I was staying at um, one of my roommate before we were roommates. He was at an apartment with a couple girls. So, I was staying at this apartment um, with them. We were just, like, hanging out, and I'd stay the night. So, the two girls had this little cat that would run around the apartment. And so, the little fucker would, like, in the middle of the night, he'd like to jump on you and scare you or, like... He'll like the dart really quickly to like kind of catch you off guard. So it got to the point where like during the night I was drunk and so irritated that I decided I was going to start scaring it the next night. So like it'd be like sleeping calmly in a corner or like just kind of like resting and it's going to be ah! just to scare the shit out of it and make it run away. So I did it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So I leave the friend's apartment. I kind of just go about my life. And then I want to say it was a couple, maybe the next day or two days after that, I get a phone call from my roommate that tells me that the cat had heart problems. Keyword is had because it doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> oh. So the I the good news is I fixed the cat's heart problem. You sent it to the best doctor there is. The <laughs> I, Lord. I did. Um so like when you say thou shall not kill Does it include accidents? <laughs> well like how high up the, the chain are we talking though? Like we've all purposely killed insects. Yeah. We eat if you eat meat. Yeah. So like I don't know, man. We might all be going to hell for real. But like, like if you've killed an insect or a bug, you know, you're going to hell. If you have eaten meat, obviously you're going to hell. But we can also take it a step further and say that all of humanity is already technically inclined to go to hell because we have, as humans and our existence, we end up killing Mother Earth. You know, the plants we destroy just to live in homes, the natural resources that we destroy in order to stay warm or exist or survive, the animals that we have to slaughter to wear clothing, um, even if there are insects or larger animals or anything in between, uh, the pollution our cars produce or our homes produce, uh, the issues with our cell phones and what they produce i mean all of this means that we're all responsible for death from the moment we are born really and maybe that means we're all just going to hell what if hell is actually just what if hell is reincarnation like what if hell is we just have to relive this shit over and over and over again like the same life? Yeah. That would be hell. I killed a gerbil once, similar to how you killed a cat. Same situation. I wanted to scare it. Um, so my sister had two gerbils. I still don't think that's how it died, but um, it's hard to find evidence that proves otherwise. 
Uh-huh. But I was in a house in Japan, and it was the gerbil cage was on this like kind of like let's say just shelf, like this table, like kind of windowsill shelf, the area. Okay. And um, I wanted to always wanted to pet the gerbils, but they always bite me. And I was one of the people who took care of this. Me and like my sister, um, my middle sister, we'd like take care of them. But the gerbils were mean. They were like doing all this for them. They still bite me and stuff. And I was like, you know what would be funny is I have this owl puppet because I like Terry Potter and there's a white one. So it looks like, and I get to move its head. It was kind of cool. Uh-huh. I would just be, I was a, I would just be funny with that. I'd poke around. I just have fun with it. I couldn't do ventriloquism or anything. Like I'm, I can't talk with my mouth closed because Lord knows I love talking. Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay. it'd be really funny is I'm going to sneak up on the gerbils. So like army crawled. So once I got into a like, possible view of the cage, I got down to below where the dribbles could see. Army crawled over and then readied it and then just popped the owl right by the cage. Um, and in the morning, they weren't moving. <laughs> so I think by suddenly surprising these caged animals with one of their natural predators I also gave them very quick heart problems oh my god oh no so I don't I think that they had pre-existing conditions and I think maybe maybe my strength fed them maybe they got sick some other way I don't think it was me I refuse to take responsibility, but it is hard to find evidence that proves <laughs> that it wasn't me considering the timing. <laughs> so, so you did this at night and in the morning they weren't moving? Until like late afternoon and I left. Do you remember if they were moving after you did it? I didn't look. That was kind of... So uh, you did I the scare thing without it. getting the payoff? I might have done it more than once. <laughs> in the same day. So, I think I was leaving some details out. I did it more than once. They were moving after the first couple, and then it wasn't as funny anymore. Because, like, I got the enjoyment after the first two. I was like, okay, great. Um, did it again, and then walked away. And, you know, I wasn't a vet. I was, like, 10. You know, who knows if they're dead or sleeping? No one can really tell, honestly. Oh, my God. So. I love how you left that little small detail out about how it was more than once you did this. You know, we all make mistakes. Life goes on. Not for the gerbils, but for the rest of us. <laughs> so I just think we got to move on. Just move past it. Have I, I mean, done that to other animals? No. You can't really call it a mistake until you have sufficient evidence to prove that what you did was the determining factor. Exactly. Like, there's no way to tell. No one's an autopsy. There's no way to tell that what I did is what killed them. Uh, I'm sure there is a way to tell now. You still got them? You know what they buried? No, dude. It was fucking like 12 years ago. So where'd you put them? I don't know. I didn't touch them. They probably got like, I don't know, chucked them in the street. I don't know how you dispose of a gerbil. I don't know if we buried them. No, we might have buried them. I don't know. I'm calling your parents and I forgot Bro, where they're in Japan, are. if anything. There's no way we're going to find it. 
I'll make some calls. I we need to find out. We you'll never find peace on this earth until you know if you're I actually made a peace. Murderer. I made peace the day after. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Sorry about your gerbils, bro. And I was <laughs> Wait, were these not your gerbils? <laughs> I think I think they were. I think one was mine. One was Alyssa. Either way, they both died. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah. I sort of think it was me. We've obviously never did anything like that again. Um You got any other words to say about what you've done? I don't really know how to defend myself without burying myself deeper. So I'm going to do something I've never really done before. And I'm going to stop talking about, about this. Okay. I've saved a fish before. I've saved a goldfish. My sister's cat reached into the tank and clawed one out. And my sister's panicked and just didn't do anything. And they were right next to it. So I had to run all the way upstairs, get the fish that was right next to them, and just put it back in the tank. And it lived. So, two lives taken, one life saved. I'm at minus one right now. That's still pretty good. I'm, I'm at the same place you are, so you have no one to judge. At least I've saved one. That's because you've taken two lives. That don't count. It would have been one life if, like, the other dribble wasn't looking. Like, it just <laughs> happened that they both saw it. Like, that's also why I don't think that it's my <laughs> fault. Like, do you want us like... I gave them both heart attacks. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, they have no natural, like... What happened to flight? Are you going to die immediately? The you know, turbos, so, they I've don't seen fly. So many vi- well, like, fight or flight, like, running away. I've seen so many videos of, like, a bird dropping a mouse, and it just takes off, just running. Like, it has an instinct to live. How oh. long had you had these turbos? I've got no idea. It's been too long. I guess so I'm they were caged. These are so. domestic, right? Like yeah. they, they're not out in the wild. So? They've been in a cage their entire life. They don't know that fight or flight instinct because the only other thing they interact with were humans. Every animal has some sort of fight or flight instinct that's natural. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's possible, but maybe it pumped them so full of adrenaline and they had no way to release it that they had a heart attack. That could make sense. Sounds like they should have busted nut. Yeah, they should have just jerked off about it instead of uh, dying. Real coward's way out, if you ask me. <laughs> you would have been terrified if you'd have looked at the first time of doing that. You just see them with the little dicks just like jerking off. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. Mom! I'm like, Mom, yeah, I would have killed myself. So I saw a jerking <laughs> off. So. <laughs> Could you imagine a gerbil jerking off? He's like, no. I don't want to think about. It. Like, no, they don't even grab. They'd be like, hand. They're just like pawing at it. <laughs> and then the when it comes here, <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. What this episode's supposed to be about. <laughs> and he just said, ah. <laughs> it's not fucking. Tom and Jerry ass Well, why is a gerbil nutting so funny to me? I don't. Uh, that's just this is just you, bro. Like, oh my god! <laughs> you just hear a little like. 
mashing away at his firm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Why is he a little demon about that? Nah, that's to be fair, that's like probably how we sound. Okay. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> that is truly the longest tangent we've ever had without getting to the actual topic. Uh, I was trying to say something relatable. I was like, oh, you actually killed a cat. I actually killed gerbils. And I was like, mine was less of an accident than his was. <laughs> and somehow we got to gerbils. Well, you just kind of scared. You were scaring on purpose. I was scaring on purpose. But you're like a person. And I used its predator. So I guess, I don't know. To me, that's my love. So we're doing a look to the future of, uh, you know, we're advertising our live episode that will be coming out very shortly. This episode will premiere after the live episodes happen. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you saw the live episode. (laughs) If not, look at our YouTube channel. Uh, probably save our Twitch channels. Any other? We'll probably do like an IGTV thing, like one of the links on there. Probably post it there. So hopefully you've seen it. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, Dakota. Sorry, just thinking about my sins. Um, how'd you get down there? What? what I'm just on my seat? knees. Hmm, typical. All right, you know what? I'm about to cut your bitch <laughs> ass off. <laughs> I'll fight you. Um, uh, God, get we. I gotta get a fucking task here. All right, we're talking about existence, five year plans. Kind of like you know, after this live episode, we probably talked a lot about you know where we see ourselves. Some of the questions we got, but we're doing this out like. And this is kind of prompted by a question my roommate asked me as I was walking home from work the other day. Um, he's like, when do you see yourself buying a house? And my first thought was like, I doubt I'll ever buy a house. Like, my life has been so nomadic for literally my entire life that the idea of staying one place forever is kind of scary to me, actually. The idea of being able to travel all the time and kind of go wherever I want is very comforting and very freeing. Like, I'm not from anywhere. I have no strong ties to any particular location that if I ever bought a house to have forever, it, no matter what, it'd always be an arbitrary decision. Like, it'd have nothing to do with the place. So, like, for me right now, I literally have no idea where I could possibly buy a permanent house. I could think of where I'd buy a permanent location, a uh, vacation home, but like a permanent place that I'd like live to be working from is it's hard to imagine. That's so weird. I I mean I disagree in the sense of, for me, buying a home is actually what would enable me to be able to travel. I see my home as my home base. So it's a place I can return to. And I know I have a safe space that is mine in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that home base, it's what enables me to travel. Because I can. I always know when push comes to shove, if shit goes down and falls apart, 
I have one place I can go back to to be comfortable and safe before I go on my next adventure. Um, so I see, like, the goal for me of buying a home is, like, it's there when I need it. And I have it, and it's my home base. But I still have all the intentions and plans of traveling the world. But my house is where I see me feeling like I am at home, basically. If I don't have a, a home, I would feel lost in this world. Yeah. I think... So I guess to go on that, like, where do you think that home would be? Like, if you like, where do you think you'd be buying your permanent home? Uh, because it suits the needs of everything I want to do, most likely LA. Mm-hmm. That's kind of right. Because uh, it would be it would be the place where I would feel comfortable and want to raise a family. It matches mm-hmm. the needs of what I want to do career wise. It matches my financial expectations of what I'd like to do. Um. It gives me the travel abilities with the airport to go truly anywhere around the world um, and also have the opportunities to, quote, vacation at home, mm-hmm. you know, or like in the state. Um, like that's that's kind of where I, I want to make it my home base because I see L.A. as a great springboard to go anywhere else. And even if I you know, end up working in, you know, like UK for six months or like going to Florida for whatever project. I'd always want to be able to return back to LA. Um, Cause I think that's where I want to, like, that's where I want to be able to meet my partner. Cause that's where I want to spend a significant amount of my time. Um, that's where I want to have the conversations of buying a home of starting a family um, and see what the answer is for both of us on that end. Uh, yeah, I'd say L.A. Or area of L.A., Cali of some sort. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah. I think that's the hard part is because, like, while I have ideas of, like, what I want to do, and then we've talked about, like, you know, let's go to L.A. together and working together. Like, that is something I see myself doing, so I would like to do. But... The idea of living anywhere permanently isn't appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think because I've never done it, I can't wrap my head around it. And like, I get like the whole like, yeah, I just have one place that you live and go on vacations. But it's like, I like the fact that you know, I've moved almost moved every four years, almost my whole life. The longest I stayed in one place was six years. And I'm averaging it back out by only staying in Jersey for two years. I like, I like, you know, I definitely at this one point want to maybe actually live in New York for a little bit. Live, definitely live in California, but also go to places like possibly like, you know, it's going to be as short as six months, but genuinely stay in other countries for longer periods of time. And that's just vacation. So I think it's like very hard for me to wrap my head around it, especially because like, I think the marriage is something that I think I want to do. I it's hard because like I like the idea of moving all the time, like going wherever I want. But having had to do that as a kid, it's not something I would like to do to my kids. Like if I have kids, 
I would love to be able to stay in one place and like have consistent friends their whole life. Um, so it's and if they have the choice, like yeah, if you want to travel all the time, do that. But yeah, it's definitely like I don't know how to talk about it because I can't even think. Like yeah, just literally the idea of like hey, just live in this place for your whole life, especially because thinking like someone's like oh, I'm gonna start buying a house in my early thirties. It's like okay, I buy a house in my thirties, I've been living in the same place for like forty years. Like that, I physically can't even think about. Like that's so long to the one spot. I don't. I mean, I guess it just it depends on how you define living. Like to me, owning a house doesn't mean I live there. Like I could still hundred percent see myself having my house, but still living overseas for a couple of years. Yeah, I guess I think that's my thing. Is like. I've never had a consistent home base. Like, where, yeah, like, where my parents live, but, like, we're going on vacations by the time it, like, felt like home. Like, because my home was always changing. So, like, even if I just picked a place, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, my main place where I work is L.A., but if I also, like, because, like, you know, like, I want to make a school writer, but let's plays, TV, or screenwriting. I can literally do that from anywhere. Um, I might have consistent apartments, but it'd be hard to think of which one's, like, my home one but I think a lot of this has to do with like how early I am in my career and how young I am it's probably like later when I have better ideas a better idea of what my life might be like this conversation might be easier easier for me to grasp but because of such a constant change that I've been my whole life and the constant change my life is in specifically right now I think it's hard mm-hmm. to think about like where I permanently live because it's all been so unpredictable I mean, it's it's what you grew up with, so that's what's comfortable to you. So I get it. I just feel like I'd be tired. Like I can't imagine the the financial strain and the emotional strain of having to constantly pick up your life and keep it moving and not having roots is too emotionally exhausting for me to deal with. <laughs> that's fair. It is. It's just. It's hard because. I mean, like, moving to Indy was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life. Mm. Having to uproot everything that I know and I love and I care about and trying to create my own identity and life here in Indianapolis is terrifying because there's there really there's no one to rely on. There's no comfort. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get to create the image of the person that I want to be, which is great. But I don't have anyone here when you do that. Yeah. You have to start all over and create that. You no longer have those childhood friends. You know, there are a lot of people here to talk about like they know. Yeah, we went to grade school and middle school together and all that. It's like, well, I don't have that here. My closest friend I've known here for over a year because I've been here for about over a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like also those those connections that I crave of having with people, it's so much more difficult to do that for me if I were to be constantly bouncing from place to place. Because then I would end up emotionally spending myself because I, I tend to be an empath and care too much about people. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I implant my seed in too many people, I will I be drunk. I don't like that phrasing. Oh my God, you're nasty. You're if I... I just wouldn't be, I I don't want to emotionally drain myself like that. That's fair. I can I have a finite number of people I can emotionally connect with before I pass away and it's dwindling fast. 
Yeah. I mean, Tuffy so. is hard. So I get you. But yeah, I, I also, I understand the, I mean, if that's how you grew up, that's what you're comfortable with. So I, I definitely get not wanting to have that home base. It, that's just a very foreign concept to me. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's like, I'm not wanting. I think that's the issue. It's like, I don't even know if I'd want to, because I love the idea of being like, have my own place and um, be able to do whatever I want to my house. Like, I'd love to have a garden. I'd love to like, have a house exactly as I wanted. But the idea that like, that house is gonna be like a fixed location. You just kind of have to like live there. Is the part that I just don't. So you want a mobile never... home? Yeah, but not like a mobile. I want a house that just teleports to wherever I want. It's the perfect home, wherever. Like, I think that's that's the issue. It's like I literally cannot because it's never happened. Like, because even when I lived in a period place for six years, I lived in three different houses. In Colorado. So even if I am in the same place, I'm moving at least every two years. So like, I think it's like just that lack of consistency. It's literally impossible to even think about what it's like not to move. The fact that I've stayed in the same apartment for two years is probably... probably the longest I've been in one place since high school or middle school actually maybe high school I think my sophomore and junior lived in the same house yeah since high school um and it's still been two years with a lot of change because of like the pandemic and everything and roommates moving out and people moving in so yeah it's just pure I think it's the hardest part is like anywhere I pick would be like pretty arbitrary and then like I have no idea like how I'm going to stay at a job especially if it's in the like in the same place either okay yeah wow. And besides that, I'm totally not financially ready to buy a home either. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah, a big I, one. I mean, obviously there's that, but like, yeah, I mean, this is the committing to like one location. I think I want to buy a house with cash. Should I buy a boat? Nah, boat life ain't all that great for me. So I'm gonna do. I can go wherever I want. But like, boat life is not that great for me personally. I like being on boats for a predetermined amount of time. Whoops, mm-hmm. drop my microphone. I like being on boats for a predetermined amount of time, and I like knowing that that time is going to end at some point. I am like chasing this microphone around. <laughs> there we go. Jesus Christ. But yeah, no, I, I like the idea of like having a settled home and a, a home that grows with me as I grow and I make edits on it as I make edits on myself. And it, it, I guess I have an emotional connection with my home. And I think that's become more apparent since I lived in Indianapolis. Like, I view my home as a reflection of myself. 
more so than ever. I didn't really feel like that as a kid. But I think I started feeling it a little bit when we had the house in college together. uh, My roommates and I. And then when I got my first apartment by myself. And I think that's why I loved it at first. Because it was like, cool, like, you're you're moving out. You're doing a thing. You can do this. And then realizing how shitty it was made me feel like... I don't want to say it made me feel like I was a shitty person. But I guess that I was making shitty decisions. Um, and I knew that I could do better. I knew that my home deserved to be better. Because uh, I, be- I believe... I believe in the energies of my home and the energy that my home gives me. Um, so for that first little studio apartment, it gave me suffering vibes. It gave me pathetic vibes. It gave me, okay, this is cute, but like, you can't actually live like this. You don't want to live like this. You can't have people over. You can't, throw the parties you want to throw if you have a fire you might die because you're up on a 10th floor yeah um so yeah I think I just tend to I now I think as I'm getting older I take a lot of pride in my home and the ability to be able to invite people into my home means a lot to me Mm-hmm. Um, being able to have those game nights and those parties uh, and those kickback sessions or um, even those, you know, creative sessions where, you know, we're making music, planning videos, whatever. I, you know, that's very important to be able to do that in my home for me. Because um, those are the memories I have with my family and being able to do that in our home. Um, and that's what I enjoyed. That was my comfort space. So I wanted to bring that into wherever I go to next. Um, There's some things that I have taken from my parents and there's some things that I definitely haven't. Um, But I think that's the ideology of how I treat my home. My home is almost a partnership with me. My home is almost like another partner. Um, And I try my best to respect it and give it the attention it deserves uh, there are some days where I'm just physically spent. You know, it's kind of like the relationship where you say it's not a 50-50 thing because sometimes, you know, one partner can only give 20, so the other has yeah. to give 80. Yeah. I, I kind of view that with my home. Like, there are some days where it's like, I'll try my best to give, you know, what I can to my home, but also there are other things that might take more energy from me, so sometimes I neglect my home a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, I totally feel that because it's like, so we kind of chores you have to do like around the house just to make it you know nice even like for like just to be able to relax better there but then sometimes you get home so drained and I'm like I don't want to do these chores but now I can't feel fully relaxed because there's just shit that's not done and especially having roommates like I don't want to clean up somebody else's mess like yeah definitely is it's it's definitely a hard relationship with something that gives you shelter and can make you feel safe but when you don't have the energy it can't really do anything other than that yep it doesn't talk to you it doesn't like physically hug you Mm -hmm. you know it exists in a state that you left it unless sometimes when it does hug you it can feel claustrophobic 
Yeah. Damn. So I guess if you don't have an interest in uh, like a solid purchase of a home in your near future, because we don't know what happens in a far future, but in your near future, doesn't sound like it's in your plan for now. Um, is there anything on a stereotypical list that is in your head of your near future? A dream car of some sorts, a dream job, um, um, marriage, well, kids? Definitely moving to L.A. is something I do want to do. Um, and it's so funny. Like, that's how I knew, like, I've grown up a lot. Like, as a like, teen, like, college, like, just like, oh, I want to be so successful and have, like, such a nice car and, you know... But I want something like that's super cool and sleek, but like not like super flashy. And then now as an adult, like even if I had a lot of money, I probably wouldn't buy a super nice car. So like I don't want people looking at me. Learn that about myself. It's like I don't want any unwanted attention. Um, two, it's not feasible because like rarely people, you never see people like driving supercars that often. Like I need a commuter. Like if I'm driving my car, I'm driving my car. Like, that's why I don't buy super fancy sneakers. Because I'm not just going to buy it as a collector's item. If I buy sneakers, I'm wearing those sneakers. Like, and they're going to get dirty. I cannot imagine buying shoes just to say I have them, but never wear them. Yeah. That's wild. I'm not going to clean my shoes. I'm going to buy new shoes. Like, I'm going to wear them. Like, that's, yeah. Um, then that about myself. Is that partly because of laziness? Absolutely. But I'm not going to clean my shoes. My shoes keep my feet clean. Why do I have to clean my shoes? That's some backward ass logic. Because the inside, yeah, I keep the insides fresh, but I don't care about the outside. Um, so we're moving to LA. I don't see buying a new car in the future. Like, if I ever move to New York permanently, I'll probably sell my car to really need it, but I don't see myself actually moving and living in New York for a little bit. So I think that'll be a need. Um, the movement I like it's, it's a place I've always wanted to like at least live a little bit I think that's the thing of like why I can't commit to um buying a home is that like there's so many places like I want to live and stay long enough to explore so I want to move to LA be able to explore and like live in LA for a little bit create a little like no people no local spots feel at least a little bit ingrained in the community in the area and then go to that different city like, it'd be hard for, like, cities for, like, right on the language. So, I don't know how many foreign countries I'll do that in. At least visit those. But, like, definitely want to do that. A lot of cities in the U.S. definitely want to do that. You know, at least try that in England. Like, stay there for a few years. That'd be really cool. Um, that's, like, more, like, long-term stuff. But, yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing in your future is moving to L.A. And then really getting my foot in the door and show business with whether that's continuing PA stuff working my way up the ladder meet more people might try uh, taking class like improv places or just joining groups like writing circles might try to do that but I also know we have our ideas because I definitely want to help out with like the um, the game show and I was continuing this so that's another reason I want to go to LA because like, like you said there's a lot, a lot of springboard for the stuff I want to do um mm-hmm. But if I'm, like, a writer, that's stuff that I can do anywhere, really. So, so I think it's definitely buying a home is something I don't know. I don't think I'm in a place to know if I actually want one yet. 
if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lingman Alley is the biggest thing. Plus, we'll just get I mean, an apartment together or a house together. Yeah. I. The the buying a house thing is not high on my priority list. Like, mm-hmm. if I have a comfortable home, whether it's a condo, a house, a, an apartment, I don't really care all that much. I mean, I also want to think about, like, the maintenance of a home is kind of annoying for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Because, like, <clears throat> to be honest, a lot of that shit I just don't want to do. And being in the industry that I'm going to be in, I feel like I'm not going to have time to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also kind of on my mind. The the car thing truly has never mattered to me. It's, it's always just been about realistically what works in the, set- the setting I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. If I, when I move, I'm not driving that long. I refuse to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so I'm probably just turning in my car and just getting a new car in LA. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I will not, I will not drive that far. I will not. That's exhausting. Especially if I have to do it by myself. Like, mm. if I had someone else, I was. Like, if we were actually moving at the same time together, I'd do it because I know you'd want to drive, and I wouldn't want you to have to do that by yourself, even though I know you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not with LA, I think the, but yeah. <laughs> and I think the memories we could create along the way would be worth the suffering I'd have to go through physically in a car for that long. Yeah. I'm I'm dreading driving the whole way by myself. So I I agree. If we were doing it together, that'd be one thing. Yeah. But like I could see um, if like if when you decided to move, I flew out and then we drove together. But you're already very much planning on selling your car and just sending stuff over. Yep. We could always do a road trip another time. Man, California's pretty big. We could just road trip in California. True. And also, if we, like, plan a road trip, there's less time commitments. Because, like, if we're, like, driving because we're moving, like, okay, we're going to be here for a little bit because we're going to hit the road. If we a road trip, like, we can stay here as long as we want because it's our vacation. Yeah. So. Um, the, I mean, really, I guess this is to say none of that shit in the next five years, really, other than moving to L.A., I have mm-hmm. a solid answer on. I'm not. I mean, if I get into a relationship and I get married, cool. If I don't, I'm also cool with that. Because I think when I'm I'm so driven by my career right now and what I want to do and this dream that I want to make a reality that everything else is kind of playing second base right now. And I hate to say it, but like, because like right now I'm not, I'm not really purposefully dating. I'm really just trying to fuck people in Indy. <laughs> but like, I'm definitely not really trying to date anyone here. Because I don't want to have that entanglement when I know I I want to be gone by March. You know? Um, And the idea is that, you know, even when I get there, I know relationships take a lot of time and a lot of effort, a lot of communication. 
And to be honest, I don't think I'm going to be up to wanting to do all that shit while I'm trying to start a brand new company. That's fair. Like, I feel like when I get there, I'm going to have to dedicate until, like, it's up and running and solidified. I'm probably not trying to date while I'm out there. My focus is going to be purely on trying to get this company up and running. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm probably not even going to be focused on anything sexually out there for quite a while because I'm going to be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That it's like, eh, I don't want time. So, I feel like my brain is so focused. And some people may say that's wrong. Some people may say that's not the way to live. It's uh, how it's, I'm it's what you want to do, and you're gonna. It's gonna give you the freedom to do things that you enjoy because it's something that I know you're gonna like doing. It's gonna be stressful, but I know you're gonna like doing all that and setting it up. So, I, I just think it's a smarter decision on my end. This is what I want to do. That's what I want to pursue and work towards. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, I agree. So, but yeah, I don't. I guess my plan in the next five years is really all career based. So it's moving to LA. It's hopefully um, getting a job like as a PA on a game show mm-hmm. in particular, so I can learn the ins and outs of the industry and understanding what it takes to make it function and, and work and mm-hmm. learning the linguistics and the terminology that's utilized to describe the industry and the business. Um, mm-hmm. having those conversations with my friends and with my peers to give me that honest, brutally honest advice of what it takes to make it work and then going to town on making that a reality because I won't stop until it happens. And I feel like that's just where I have to be in life. There's something just inside of me that just tells me this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I will not be happy for any more substitutes or any more like, what well, is this kind of like what I want to do? Yeah. I, you know, I'm 26. I'm not getting younger. I can die any day. So why, why wait? Let's pull the trigger now. I, I, I have to, I, I really just, I have to do this. So I, I feel like my, my five year plan is clear in terms of career mm-hmm. and it's gray everywhere else yeah yeah I'm holy just gray the worst part I think is like there's a lot of stuff I wanted to do in the pandemic I mean I was a lot of like closed off opportunities for me mm-hmm. and then like how time like I mean you know with the how time because every jobs can be like less for this one but like your previous one like I think that way like took a lot of I think took a toll definitely mental health but like it's some ambition of like after working all day I don't want to keep doing more work mm-hmm. especially when it's like creative like especially with the writing it's like oh you just have to write stuff that's going to help out it's like so after working all day working from my laptop I just have to spring thoughts into my head even with all the little notes I have is just knowing that like okay you still have to eat dinner your shower check on your students progress you can make plans for the next day it's like just because I worked 7.35 doesn't mean that's the only working I actually did yeah I will say that's why I'm also considering within the next couple months um hopefully taking like a week vacation off from my current job Mm -hmm. and like just going to LA 
and being there for a week and just do the work that I want to do. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's where I'll be able to get a good chunk of... Because, like, you could get some things done here. But, like you said, when you work a full-time job already and you have your other commitments and responsibilities, you have your friends, you're trying to, you know, fuck, you're trying to do this or that, you know, that's a, a lot of distractions. Um, so a part of me also feels like I need time to just, like, not care about anything else but this dream in this moment. And if I can get, like, a good solid week of just doing that, yeah, you know, it can get... So I'm trying to lay, like, the the ground foundation type of work right now mm-hmm. so that I'm thinking August, September, maybe. Somewhere that range, maybe even October. Um, somewhere within there, doing a week vacation just over in L.A. Nice. Where it's like, I'm just, I'm studying, I'm... Yeah finalizing this business plan i'm practicing you know my pitch and all that stuff so that i i i have this shit solid and down pat um yeah yeah i mean i guess that's that's just my future for me because i mean ultimately within i would like to say within three years i would like to have the production company up and running with at least one show. That's exciting. It's terrifying, but it is exciting. I that's, and I think that's why I should do it. I think it's definitely something I see you doing. Like within three years, absolutely. And I feel like three years is a realistic goal in terms of trying to secure the finances of it, of procuring the staff because I'm I am literally I am like hand selecting the people I want to work on this like I've been when I sit down I look at my my contact list and I look at the people I've been blessed to get to know and I've worked with I'm like I feel like this would be the opportunity for me to do what I've always wanted to do which is to give back to others who have helped me get to where I am and I feel like there are some very deserving people in my life who I'd love to give an opportunity to. And to be honest, some of them may say no because they don't want to work on game shows, and that's perfectly yeah. fine. Um, yeah. and I, But I want to at least be able to extend the offer of, like, hey, you want to come work on a show? Like, if you want this, this is yours. Like, no interview. Let's get you over here, and let's get to work. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it's nice to be able to have that list of friends from all walks of my life who I could at least reach out and be like, if you want this, let's do it. Yeah. Um, it's even more exciting knowing that I'll be near my friends. At least it's sounding like the majority of my friends are going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. over in L.A. And, you know, having that sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. in a brand new city will make a place that big feel like home. And I'll still be able to grow and branch and make new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least at the very start, I think it's very important to go into a situation with people you know. You know, And I I didn't realize how much of a, a small home base I already do have there, whose people were already living there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun to grow as a person, as a company, 
um, as a friend and make that even more solidified and see what the where the fuck life takes me. You know, I'm trying to create something big, something revolutionary, which is a big word everyone throws out. But I feel like many people shy away from wanting to actually do it. It's easy just to stick with what's comfortable. I just want to make some good shit, man. That's all I want in life. I want to make some good content that people want to watch. I agree. Yeah. I think it's going to be a long road. I think it's going to be hard because like, once you're there, it's going to be a lot of work. Like The early part's going to be like the most work. But if anyone can do it in three years, I think it'd be good. Because you have a really great idea of what you want to do already. So things to be less like you trying to figure out what you have to do because like you already know most of what you actually have to do. It's gonna literally be getting extra stuff on. Yeah. Really, I mean, at the end of the day, the the major concern I have is the finances. If I can get the finances, I can make this happen. Like that's how confident I am. So I just the same confidence I have in making. And being able to make this work, I need to convince the investors to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... In the perfect world, I'd already have the money and I could do it my damn self. But I think starting out, I'll need investors. Then at some point, I'd probably like buy their ass out and it'd just be me and it'd just be my money in it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I think it's really going to help us some... I was going to say, because you already have someone's planned out be easier for them to take a risk on you because you know you'll have your pitch you'll have already these plans like this kind of shows i don't do this this and this like this is where i'm going like if you don't give me the money somebody like this i'm yet this going somehow so we'll see we will uh we will see yeah (sighs) Damn. I think we've covered the basics when it comes to the future. Is that correct? What time are we at? I don't even know. I think we're over an hour. Holy shit. Okay. We did do it. Yeah. Okay. We made it. I mean, let's work. just. Anything else you want to cover, talk about, discuss? No. I think it's kind of like. I want to say bittersweet, but it's exciting. It's like a turning point in our lives. And we both kind of see that. It's like. We're really. I think between like. Like we've talked about before, like how far this show has gone, and neither of us pretty we were doing this guy every week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're really, we're really doing the damn thing. So, what's that for us? Making good content. Yeah, no, it's exciting, and I'm continue. I'm excited to watch it continue to grow and see what the fuck randomly pops up, and see what we can do after this. I mean, it's. The sky's the limit from here to be honest sky's the limit yeah um does this make this the season finale are we doing seasons how does this work <laughs> I would say no because we didn't play for the season finale I think so no seasons we just we just run it I think like periods less seasons but I wouldn't say yeah. I feel like we got another one because I feel like we recorded one while I was there besides the love episode. 
So when we talk about that, we're going to do a lead-in. Yeah, but also, I don't know if podcast does season, because I feel like season's meant for, like... Usually periods, like, this is where our first part will come back. I think some people do seasons, I feel like. I don't Once know. Once break? I don't know. Or do we just record enough episodes that are are like automatically set and then we just take a physical break but there's no break for the audience i don't know let's discuss this off off yeah later anyway uh keep it nasty keep it 100 don't forget to subscribe and rate us on spotify and apple itunes podcast music stuff uh it's best way for Y'all to show your appreciation. Let the algorithm, the the fame algorithm, know that you like us, so that uh, we'll be recommended to more people, so that they'll listen and they'll like us, and then you know they'll recommend and they'll like us, and then and then and it just keeps yeah, going, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah, we're just, keeping it. Just moving. make sure you you please subscribe so you get that little notification when a new episode goes out every Monday. We post new episodes, like I said. Um, also, check us out on the socials. Keep it one hundred pod. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Turn those notifications talk? on. Uh, every dumb tweet we make, I want you to see it. Yes, please. Honestly, like it's, it's good. And our social media is growing, man. We're getting a, a bigger traction and following on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and we're having conversations with other podcasts. So there might be some opportunities of some yeah. co-sponsorships and things like mm-hmm. that that's really freaking exciting i do like this I like the conversations we're having it's building we're growing so don't miss out otherwise you're a sorry little bitch yeah fuck you if you're missing out bro but also give us your money please yeah. unless you your money. if you don't miss out you're cool and we love you but if you do miss out um oof. because um it, when you subscribe to our patreon uh, right now it's just you know a dollar a month um, and it's really just to help support and contribute to us uh, what will happen though in the future at some point our Patreon will convert to where exclusive content of our podcast and exclusive deals will only be available on our Patreon page mm-hmm. um, so it'll be things such as bonus episodes live Q&A's will be Patreon only type events in the future um special promotions on products that we're looking to produce in the future um, and a whole bunch of extra cool features that we're planning to promote in our second period we'll call it or season depending upon who you are um, yeah we'll, you know, we'll figure out a proper some, name for that <laughs> and we're looking and we're going to look into some very interesting collaboration events as well so you don't want to miss it so please please a dollar a month to get access to that stuff subscribe to our patreon page that's all it is um a dollar a month and also first 20 patrons to subscribe you get a special handcrafted present from dakota and i so we when we're doing our live episode we're going to spend some time to record um some different stuff for the patreon page uh that'll only be for the patrons including working on um the assembly of all of y'all's presents so you don't want to miss out first 20 app uh peoples who subscribe a dollar a month it's all safe it's all verified um and there's no extra fees for you so when i say a dollar a month it truly is a dollar a month and you could set it to a dollar you can do two dollars five dollars ten dollars you can do a hundred whatever works Mm -hmm. for you um 
and it's you know you can do paypal you know whatever whatever works for you it's two bit six bit encrypted all that bullshit so please please go subscribe uh patreon.com forward slash keep it 100 pod fuck yeah you, you said though yeah i'm excited i'm ready for I these am i am very excited for the gifts we're sending out i'm very excited too i think people are going to love them and it's going to get people talking about us mm-hmm. i think it's all a very creative better. thing all for the better yeah yeah all right we'll see you next time well we won't be seeing you at all actually but we might have the live episode oh we might without a be you'll be seeing us you'll be hearing us and i like the way this relationship works where y'all just get our input for better or worse <laughs> but yeah look at us look at us go look at us go cue music down 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 down